Hallelujah. So good to be back again. Uh, trusting God for these last days that his ability, his goodness, his grace will be abundant. That we may live victoriously till we see him face to face. Well, let's worship him who's worthy. We bless your holy name. We worship you. We worship you for life, and breath, and all things. We give you thanks for the born-again spirit that you've given us. Thank you, Lord, that we are born from above. You've sent your spirit to indwell us, the mighty Holy Spirit. Thank you for the mind of the Christ. Thank you for teaching us your ways. We worship you right now. Hallelujah. 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 you we worship you we worship you we worship you thank you for your tender mercies thank you for your loving kindnesses praise your holy name praise your holy name praise your holy name thank you father for giving us your son the lord jesus to take our place to take our sin our sickness and curse thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for the resurrection and the mighty Holy Spirit. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Meno santo bresti blene trotocoporosi rebo satelishte prazamal ke lepristi vel morukramil ke leprastulazinte lendo bresti pravalika parastele mia o brestele frafeto prazalinte zestu rabanjdi brigeno fravendo blese brande Men We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Fleno Brento Belmetore Sica Labaya. Hastila Masente Brazento Roboshator Casilite. O Holy One, Shemarakaste Prapelito Barzisti. Lefremito, thank you for the Lord Jesus at your right hand, praying for us, interceding for us. Leprastelite Kaya. Nesto mento preso li frifelte, lemo sonto crebesile parazisti. Oh, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Valepo solo priste plevide remiste pacalasica. Oh, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, Father. Oh, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Thank you, great King. Thank you, Holy One. We bless you, Lord. We give you thanks. Thank you, Father. 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 Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. 
we are beginning to see more and more the uh, amazing prayers that are listed in the writings of Paul for the church. Only Paul has spoken about the church being the body of Christ and Jesus being the head. And so we need to appreciate that these prayers come from the head by the Spirit of God for the well-being and uh, proper function of the body of Christ, his people, his saints. Thank you, Jesus. Notice verse 9, and this I pray, of Philippians chapter 1, there's a prayer there, familiar prayers, I'm sure by now you're familiar with many of these prayers. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that you may prove the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Hallelujah. Amazing prayer there. Let's hear this also in Canada if we can. Nimma Pritiu Hitchuta Hitchuta Niujana Matu Purna Viveka Galinda Kudidavaragira Bakentalu. Uttama Karya Galu Yava Vendu Nivu Vivechisuvavaraga Bakentalu Kristana Dinadavarege Nivu Sarada Ragyu Nirmala Ragyu Irabekentalu. Yesu Kristana Mulaka Niti Mba Falagalinda Tumbidavaragi Devarige Mahime and Nustotra Vanu Taruvavaragira Bakentalu Pratisutine. Praise God. Hallelujah. In that uh, 10th verse, we notice that there is uh, a prayer that we will not be uh, offended. We may not have any offense till the day of Christ. So this prayer, uh, being for all of us, means that we all have various thresholds or limits uh, for uh, offense in our lives. We could get offended at this level, that level. And so on, but we should be able to see um, <clears throat> what is very important, of highest value, so that we can go for it without being offended, and that fruit will come forth, and uh, that will be uh, precious and honored in the sight of God. Hallelujah. Now, if you look at the same in the Amplified Version, you will notice it says, and this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and all keen insight that your love may display itself in greater depth of acquaintance and more comprehensive discernment so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value, recognizing the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences, that you may be untainted and pure, unerring and blameless, so that with hearts sincere and certain and unsullied, you may approach the day of Christ not stumbling nor causing others to stumble. 
May you abound in and be filled with the fruits of righteousness, right standing with God, right doing, which come through Jesus Christ, the Anointed One, to the honor and praise of God, that his glory may be both manifested and recognized. Very wordy there, but there is a something about going for what is uh, excellent, of real value. Recognizing it, distinguishing uh, what makes it separate, what makes it special. And because of that, we continue to be sincere so that we can uh, prove that it is good not to cause yourself to stumble or others to stumble. Fruits of righteousness will abound. Amen. So wherever we are right now, there's still work to do. And this work is in our own soul, in our deep thoughts, uh, recognizing what is important, what is of highest value, what is excellent, telling the difference between uh, the priorities in all of these things. And so it's a good prayer to continue to think about and pray pray for oneself. And we trust it is being prayed for the church also. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So there are all of these thoughts here, but what is important is that we are able to translate that into a word, in a message that we trust God is speaking to us. Hallelujah. So there is an improvement, a development expected in our lives that we are being changed. We are able to choose uh, what are priorities, what is Important and what is not so important. Hallelujah. And that uh, we do all of this in the true knowledge of the love of God. That we are doing it from love because that is what endures. Everything else will uh, be burnt one of these days. We must approach uh, the idea that we are going to be giving an account of our lives And uh, that will carry on into eternity. And so God will help us with all of these prayers. Hallelujah. For instance, Romans 8.28 can be a different shade of meaning also if we look at the context. Everything about the scripture has to do with context also. Taken out of context will produce uh, imbalance and the wrong division And it can even cause your life to be uh, destroyed, so to speak. Notice verse 28 in Romans 8 from King James. We know that all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. This can be uh, used as a cure-all blanket, sort of, for all mishaps and, uh, you know, trouble, Well-meaning people will say, oh, it's all working out for good. But what they mean is that God somehow, you know, made that trouble come into your life and uh, it is for your good. Uh, And that sounds very, in quote, deep, but it may not be in line with the scripture given the context of what he's saying here. Uh, You know that uh, there are verses Prior to that, talking about praying in the Spirit and intercession by the Spirit of God and according to the will of God. 
Verse 28 starts by saying, and we know. <clears throat> so it definitely has to be based on knowledge. Uh, we need to know. And uh, those who know um, and those that love God are going to be the main people uh, or persons this is referring to. So those who know the will of God, those who know the word, the things of God, and love God, uh, such things, you could say, whatever happens in their life, it can still be turned around. And uh, even though it's not good, it can be made to work together for good. And that uh, must be kept in mind. Without the knowledge of the word and the will of God, it may not necessarily be the way of interpretation. And so it has to carry those two uh, prerequisites to know the word, to know the will of God, and to also love the Lord. To see that there is a purpose and that it can still be worked out for good. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so we uh, return to our thoughts that we had formerly along the lines of the covenant and the benefits of it. And uh, very interesting. God had told Abraham uh, that he would make a covenant with him to walk before him and be perfect or to walk in a way that due to his exposure to God and his friendship with God, his lifestyle would change. And uh, we see that after that, the Lord uh, did tempt him and uh, asked for his son to be offered there. But because of the knowledge of Abraham, the knowledge that he had gained uh, by experience with God, he knew that even if that boy was slain, uh, God would have to raise him up. And he went ahead and believed that the boy is already raised up uh, from the dead, according to Hebrews. And so we can see that there is always uh, expectation, there's always faith, there's always confidence that God uh, expects us to have in him. And that in his character, that if he is a God of integrity, then whatever he said is going to come to pass even if it looks as though we have destroyed the very uh, vector or person involved in the blessing. Here it looks like that. But Hebrews 11 tells us that um, verse 18, Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. So here you will notice that it was uh, in Isaac that his seed would be called. Abraham had more than one child, one by the natural birth and one by promise. And we are focusing on the promise of God rather than our natural pedigree. In Hebrews 11, you notice verse 17, By faith, Abraham, when he was tried or tempted or tested, here he offered up Isaac, and he that received the promises offered up his only begotten son, his only son. Uh, this is a son by promise. So you can see the word promise is there also. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. And so you can find out for yourself by now that even though um, 
we may be from the natural point of view like everybody else, there is another life and another birth which is from above, which is by the promise of God. Hallelujah. So the Bible declares that in verse 19, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Hallelujah. So in other words, he's gone ahead to develop in his life and understanding of God. The knowledge of God has improved and increased to such a point that if he has understood if God says, I am making an agreement with you, I'm promising you this, even if it looks like you are killing the person that is carrying the promise, God will have to raise that person up. Amazing. And uh, the Bible says that he received Isaac from the dead in a figure. By faith, he had already taken the boy back as he was going to slay him. That is an interesting perspective. That over time, uh, this man with his flaws and weaknesses had become a giant who would now be ready to receive his son from the dead, even if he killed him. He accounted, he had an accounting system, a reckoning system, a logic about God, a knowing of God that uh, he used to look at God. He said he accounted that God was able to raise him up. Amen. And so we all have to come up with a system of accounting or uh, reckoning or uh, logic concerning our relationship with God. Amen. And uh, that is what it's all about. And it should be a developing and increasing type of relationship and understanding of God. Praise God. And we are learning. Thank God for that. You're born again. You're a new creature. In your spirit, you are just like Jesus. All these factors, they, they did not exist to the Old Testament saint. They were not born again people. They they just began to experience uh, promises by faith, even though they didn't have the nature and life of God. So how much more it would be easier for us to enjoy the benefits. Hallelujah. As we observe the life of Abraham, you will notice it's uh, quite challenging and very powerful. He's our father, but you'll notice that there's more written about Joseph than Abraham. In terms of volume and content, there's more more about him. So this boy is quite important, and uh, uh, it is good to understand that he also had the covenant promises, and he had dreams which were very clear and very powerful that showed ahead of time that he would be uh, lifted up and honored, in fact, honored above his own brothers, that they would bow before him, all of those kind of things. But uh, immediately after that, he is sold as a slave. Initially, he was uh, to be killed, but then uh, one of the brothers said, why don't we just sell him for 20 pieces of silver? So you can see here that this boy, suddenly after all of those vivid promises, we can see from the scripture that if something is going to be a tough experience that's going to challenge your emotions and your life, God sometimes will have to make it very clear 
very, very vivid so that you don't forget. And so there will be a dream, a vision that will be so strong that you know that God was talking to you and God was saying something clearly to you because uh, very likely after that you may face all kinds of challenges to challenge that vision, to challenge that promise, to challenge the agreement that God has made with us by faith. Hallelujah. And so we see uh, immediately almost the boy goes into a tail spin going towards the ground rapidly. Hallelujah. Uh, chapter 37 of Genesis begins with uh, uh, his love from the father. He says in verse 3, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. That's a very partial kind of love because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Verse 5 says, Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it his brethren and they hated him yet the more. Hallelujah. They hated him yet the more because of the dreams and because of all of this partial kind of affection that came from his dad. And uh, they looked for a way to destroy the dreamer. However, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, let's turn in there. Very interesting uh, way the Lord speaks in the book of Psalms, in the 105th Psalm. We had said last week also how uh, it was written, verse 17, or let's start in verse 16. Moreover, he called for a famine upon the land. He break the whole staff of bread. 17, he sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. Notice how this man is sent. <laughs> he sent in a very strange way, you know. You think that sending means laying hands on you and then, you know, sending you forth with a prayer. Hallelujah. But sometimes it doesn't work like that. This is a different kind of sending where the circumstances and situations of life, the hard uh, problems of life uh, have put him in the direction of his destiny. Praise God. So what was meant for evil is turning out for good. That God is actually planning to send someone ahead. Praise God. So that not just notice himself, but his family, and not just that, a whole nation is taken care of. And even Egyptians get to know about the covenant-keeping God. This is the power of the thing that God does. Amen? Hallelujah. So we need to see that when God gets involved with sending a person ahead, no matter what it looks like, it's always going to work out for good. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's see if we can read this in Canada. Psalm 105 verse 17. Avara munde ubba manushin annu andare dasanagi maral patta yosefan annu kaduisi so there is all of that uh, seen there and we need to understand that uh, it may not make sense what you're going through. It may look opposite to what 
you saw in the plan of God, but guess what? God has a major, major way of doing things. Hallelujah. Let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Observe there, verse 14, For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Else, notice, were your children unclean, but now are they holy. You can see the power of the believer in this uh, husband-wife team, where one partner is not saved, but the other is saved. That the believing partner actually separates the unbelieving onto the Lord. You see, we're not saying that you should go marry unbelievers, but just in case you got saved uh, after getting married and you became a believer, you don't have to worry about the other partner there because the, the believer has the power to separate the unbeliever in that covenant relationship to a place where they are blessed, they are kept. So uh, you will see that the children are also affected by that. They are made holy. Hallelujah. Until they grow up and can decide for themselves. In the same way, uh, Joseph had the ability from the promise of God to set apart the household and the workplace where he was. And uh, you could see that the place prospered and did well because of Joseph. Amen. And so this is how it works. God uh, sends a person. God uses a person to affect a whole family, affect the uh, place where he works, affect a whole group of people, and affect even a nation. Hallelujah. And so you can see the hand and the thumbprint and the evidence of God here in that amazing turnaround of events where everything works out together for good. Hallelujah. And this is what we need to begin to trust God for. Hallelujah. So we are going to trust God and not the arm of flesh, not uh, natural thinking, not human plotting, but we're going to trust God and His ways, His promise, and uh, His plan. Praise God. Let's see if we can hear 1 Corinthians seven fourteen also in Canada. Yakandare Nambike Lada Gandanu Tana Hendati Lishuddanagi Dane, Nambike Lada Hendati Utana Gandanali Shuddaragi Dane, Hagala Didare Nimma Makalu Apavitra Raguti Daru, Igaladaro Avarupavitra Ragi Dare. Glory to God. In the sixty-fifth sixty uh, second Psalm, which we looked uh, at earlier, it says in verse five, My soul wait thou only upon God. For my expectation is from him. He only is my rock, verse 6 says, my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Hallelujah. Here you see uh, the psalmist declaring that his expectation, his hope, all his defense, all his ability would be in the Lord only. Notice that. So our soul has to be trained that way. Our spirit is born again. Our spirit has the very nature of God because it was born of the father of our spirits. And our soul requires uh, restoration, adjustment. And therefore, we are learning to tune and hearken to the direction of the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the shepherd, the bishop of our soul. 
And he can guide us into expecting from him alone. Praise God. And then the Bible declares you shall not be moved. Hallelujah. Any other thing can produce being moved and shaken, unstable. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And so it's time to begin to find your refuge in the Lord, to trust him there. And uh, put your confidence in Him only. God wants that. God loves that. For you to have confidence in Him only. Verse 9 in the same Psalm 62 says, Surely men of low degree are vanity. Men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the balance, they are altogether lighter than vanity. Wow. This is God's impression of men. And the arm of flesh. And he goes on, he says in verse 10, Trust not in oppression, and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. Amen. So uh, it's a good thing to notice that we are to trust in him only. We are learning to wean ourselves from trusting in the arm and the plans of man, and the ability of man, and wealth, and all of those things. And to trust in Him only. Verse 12 uh, closes with, Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou renderest to every man according to his work. This is a God who uh, cannot be mocked, that whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And so we need to learn that uh, we are called by grace, and uh, the grace of God has made us new creatures, However, we're going to be rated by our works. Our rewards are going to be by our works, not by uh, grace. Hallelujah. Of course, we are learning to tap into the promises of God, receive the grace of God, and then produce works. But we're going to be rated one day based on the works that were done. And God will give to every man according to his work. Hallelujah. So... Uh, it's good to know that and begin to choose what is more important, what is of highest value, and do it from the, from the heart of love, the right reasons, from the knowledge of the will of God. Otherwise, uh, we may uh, just make it to heaven and that's it. Praise God. We may not get much benefit. And if this earth is real, heaven is more real. The earth is an inferior shadow of heaven. And if you feel so uh, real about this, imagine how you will feel about heaven. Praise God, it is much superior, it is more real than the things which we can see or feel. Praise God, this is an inferior existence. So if this feels so right and uh, so real, how much more is it going to feel in the realms of eternity from which you actually came? Hallelujah. Your born-again spirit has come from above, and it's going to be very real. It's going to be more real than anything else. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear um, a verse or two also there. Verse uh, 9 and 10. Praise 
ಅನ್ಯಾಯದಲ್ಲಿ ಬರವಸವಿಡಬೇಡಿರಿ ಸುಲಿಗೆಯಲ್ಲಿ ವ್ಯರ್ಥರಾಗಬೇಡಿರಿ ಆಸ್ತಿಯು ಹೆಚ್ಚಿದರೆ ಅದರ ಮೇಲೆ ಮನಸ್ಸಿಡಬೇಡಿರಿ Praise the Lord. Observe also maybe the 12th verse in Kannada. O Kattane, Ninnalli Karune Yuntu, Neenu Prati Manushya Nige Avana Kelasada Prakara Pratifala Kodutti. Praise God. We need to uh, begin to see that, get some revelation and understanding of this person as we live uh, following his promises. Uh, prayers will be uh, brought to pass. some from the natural understanding some from the spirit but all of those prayers will be used by god because god is not deceived god is not mocked hallelujah amen notice uh, galatians 6 and verse 7 says be not deceived god is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap amen so this is connected to god being uh, not fooled and made fun of god cannot be made fun of god cannot be deceived either praise god whatsoever a man sows that shall he also reap for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting let us not be weary in well doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not there is something connected with uh, the mind giving up fainting becoming weary that is how strong our soul is our soul can get offended can get tired can get weary of doing good and would be very at home in doing bad but when it comes to doing good our soul would rather quit and give up <laughs> and become weary and so we need to begin to look at it more clearly verse 10 as you have therefore opportunity let us do good unto all men thank god we are the do gooders but notice especially unto them who are of the household of faith there is a uh, especially attached to that and we need to begin to see that god is not mocked that he means it Uh, reading verse 10 out of the message bible it says right now therefore every time we get the chance let us work for the benefit of all starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith notice that we are called to do good to all but we do those good things especially to those closest to us in the community of faith amen, amen. and uh, that's the truth we are actually going to have to face a harvest a harvest is coming back to us god cannot be mocked uh, verse 7 in the same message bible says do not be misled no one makes a fool of god what a person plants he will harvest there are fruits of righteousness coming out what a person plants he will harvest the person who plants selfishness ignoring the needs of others ignoring god harvests a crop of weeds all he'll have to show for his life is weeds but the one who plants in response to god letting god's spirit do the growth work in him harvests a crop of real life eternal life hallelujah so let us not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good 
At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we do not or don't give up or quit. Hallelujah. So there is a time frame in which these things are going to manifest. And we need to be sure that it's coming to pass. It's just that sometimes we don't know the time. And that's all good. <laughs> in due season, at the right time, these things will happen. God sent a man ahead. And uh, it looked like the time had not come. The harvest had not been manifested. Praise God. Until the time. The right time. Praise God. And so, um, thank God for sowing, reaping, seed time. Notice. And harvest. There's time. It takes a process for the production, the harvest to come. And we need to yield to that and not sow from flesh, uh, just natural energy and plotting and planning. Because God is not impressed with that. But we need to choose the things that are from the Spirit and the Word of God. For the Spirit and the Word always agree. Amen. Thank God that this is who he is. And as we get to learn and understand more and more about him, we uh, can also react or we can do works based on that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's see if we can hear this also in Canada. Galatians 6, 7 to 10. Mosa Hogabedi, Devaru Parihasya Madal Paduatanala, Yakandare Manushinutanu, Enu Bitutano, Adane Koyabeku Tana Sharira Dinda Bituvavanu, Sharira Dinda Nashanavanu Koyuvanu, Adare Atman in the Bituvavanu, Atman in the Nityajivavanu Koyuvanu Uledanu Maduvadarali, Besara Gulla de Irona, Yakandare Navu Managunda Didere Taka Samayadali Koyuvu Praise God. Looking back again at uh, Joseph in Psalm 105, observe there, he says, we read verse 17, he sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. Notice, 19, until the time. So there is a time, until the time that his word came. The word of the Lord tried him. Amen. Amen. So there's a time frame in which one goes through uh, all kinds of tests and trials. And this is normal in the scripture. And that you are tried in your faith, in your belief system. You really believe those things? It's easy to say it uh, when nothing is happening, when everything is nice. But when uh, things begin to change around you, that's when you need to know what you really believe. And if you are willing to stand for what you believe in the midst of all of that. And it's not an eternal thing. It's a time-based. It's going to end. At some point, it will it will end. Hallelujah. And uh, even though Job looked like a miserable person and as though his whole life was like that, historians and biblical scholars tell us it was just a nine-month period uh, that he went through all of those kind of problems. 
So there is a time, uh, and that time, after it is expired, uh, the test is over at that level. Praise God. And so the word is actually here trying Joseph. What word? The word that he gave to Joseph. That same word came to try him. Do you believe that? What you saw in the dream, what your father and your mother and your whole family is bowing before you and you are so lifted up that even the sun and the moon come and bow before you and all of that, do you really believe that? Guess what? Everything looks opposite. Amen. So the emotions are getting uh, fired by the challenges, burnt by the challenges, and offenses can rise. And uh, all of us can be offended at different levels. Some can endure more, but after some time, the offense can usually take over. And uh, it can make the seed stop in its growth. Hallelujah. So um, thank God for this young man who was an exceptional young man, quite a unique person. At that age, he maintained that faith he had and reverence for God in the midst of it all. But you can see that um, he had his own natural shortcomings. Praise God. Observe, therefore, as we go to the book of Genesis and uh, from verse 39, you see, verse 1, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him out of the hand of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. Praise God. He gets uh, purchased by Potiphar, who is captain of the guard in you know, Pharaoh's kingdom. And verse 2 says, The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Praise God. You don't have to worry about it. If you're a believer, the Lord will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Hallelujah. He's with you right in the midst of all that stuff. The fire, the trials, the problems, the situations. The Holy One lives inside you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Praise God. But this boy uh, was of that kind of person who had a reverence and a respect and an honor for God. And so he could not help it. Uh, the covenant benefits showed up there also. He, in that situation as a slave, he was still a prosperous man in the house of his master. He's not a boss yet. He's still in the house of the master. Verse 3, And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. So you can see how God's uh, plan works. Wherever you go, the work you do, all those places, there's a manifestation that his plan is in your life. Hallelujah. And you're going to affect and sanctify and separate things from the curse into the realm of the blessing just by your reverence for God. You're acknowledging Him. Praise God. Made all that He did to prosper in His hand. Verse 4, And Joseph found grace in His sight, served Him, and He made Him overseer over His house and all that He had put into His hand. That is the covenant blessing that whatever you do, it will prosper. Wherever you go, 
that place must see the abundant life manifested there. And we need to believe that. Hallelujah. And so even if it looks like this boy is in jail, still he's blessed right there in the midst of it all because he has uh, decided that he would still be trusting in God there. For us, in this case, we need to take away that, you know, uh, God is faithful. That he's faithful to his nature, to his character. And so he will do what he said. Hallelujah. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Praise God. But you can see, eventually, there's a process in which whatever was like dross or impure and incorrect in our thinking will be brought out by the fires of the test and the trial. So after his experience, uh, definitely Joseph was a different person. Amen. But he had to pass through certain fiery trials for that to be exposed. He looked like he was great. Everything was lovely here. As far as you can see, he was a great guy. But as the intensity of the fires uh, and the time spent in the cauldrons of the word testing him, (laughs) uh, you can see some things began to show. Praise God that he was not as perfect as he should be. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can hear a little bit of these things. Verse 2 and uh, up to 4 in Canada out of Genesis 39. So you can see here that he has already been raised to the top wherever he is, even in that condition. He is overseer. All that he has, he puts into Joseph's hands. Very interesting. Then it looks like everything is great. Everything is lovely. And then comes the next trial. Verse 5. It came to pass from the time that he made him overseer in his house over all that he had. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Notice that. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Everything is great. He left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not aught he had, save the bread which he did eat. Joseph was a goodly person, well favored. If it had stopped there, that would be great. But, you know, the next level of trial comes along. Verse 7. It came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and, he, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused, and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wotted not what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. And there is none greater in this house than I, neither has he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Hallelujah. You can see his stand is still solid. He says, how can I do this wickedness? 
against God. Hallelujah. And notice verse 10. The persistence. It came to pass as he spoke to Joseph day by day. Praise God. This is the way it works. It's a constant harassing temptation again and again and again. Spoke to Joseph day by day. That he hearkened not unto her. Still he did not give in to lie by her or be with her. Praise God. You, you got to hand it to the young man. <clears throat> He's still standing there. He's not born again. He doesn't have the Holy Spirit living inside him. But he is simply aware of God. More aware than so many other people. <clears throat> Hallelujah. He said, I can't do this. Verse 11. It came to pass about that time. Joseph went. You think it's okay to do the right thing? That everything will be nice after that? No. It's not necessary that the trouble will stop then. Because you did the right thing. Amen. See, the more you stand, the, the next level may start. Hallelujah. So you've stood and you expect, okay, it's going to be over. But it's not over there. Hallelujah. I stood. I maintained my stand. I'm just a young guy. I'm still standing. And you think, you know, everything should be great, right? But still, the time has not yet come. And so, he's moving to the next level. Hallelujah. Came to pass about this time, verse 11, that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house that were within. So it's good to have some evidence. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. Maybe he just managed to run out with his undergarments. And so his main garment was left with her. 13. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he has brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried, and he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. And she laid up his garment by her until his Lord came, had come home or came home. Praise God. So you can see that uh, things are not just automatically great. Things were lovely. He had favor. He, he rises up. He's in charge of the house. The place is blessed because of him. Then comes the next one. So sometimes we think, well, when is this thing going to get over? But there may be another. Glory to God. And so, you know, this boy could handle some stuff. You can see that. You can see that he's still holding on and trusting God. Hallelujah. And the master comes and... Uh, Verse 17, she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in to mock me. And it came to pass, as I lifted up my voice, he left his garment, and so on. Verse 19, he came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner, that his wrath was kindled, and Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison. 
a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. Amen. <laughs> but the Lord was with Joseph. Amen. You see, that, that's the next level uh, of the fire, of the trial, of the word actually saying, do you trust me still? Do you trust the dreams I gave you still? Okay, this is the next level. Amen. And the Lord had not left him. The Lord won't leave him. Praise God. Because uh, he made this covenant. Glory to God. But the reaction, the action, the response of the individual is what we are studying. Hallelujah. What do you do from your soul? What are the choices you make? That is what... Uh, determines the future. Hallelujah. The individual choice from your soul to act in the midst of the challenge and the test and the trial. That is what we are looking at here. That is why these uh, things are written as evidence for us. And God expects that we make certain choices in certain ways. That even if our brothers have disappointed us, treated us unjustly, tossed us into jail, sold us for nothing, etc., etc., we can still choose. We can choose to believe God, reverence God, fear God in the midst of it all, and it may not just immediately all turn around, even though we did the right thing. Amen? So, uh, praise God. Some thoughts there. Let's, let's see if we can do a little bit in Canada also before we proceed. I think uh, we have some verses to read. Uh, Genesis 39. Maybe we can. Did we do verse 5 and 6? Not yet. Let's try and see if we can read maybe verse 5 and 6 also in Kannada. Glory to God. So here we see these thoughts. And um, verse 7 and 8 also in Canada. By now he has decided to refuse all her suggestions. We can hear that also in Canada. And this continued day by day, verse 10, it came to pass as, as she spake to Joseph day by day that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or be with her. So there is this regular, constant pestilence going on. Let's hear verse 10 also in Canada. So we have this, you know, definite guarantee in this world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Amen. There will be temptations, trials, problems, and we are supposed to uh, 
be ready for them. Hallelujah. And we should be able to choose properly in the midst of it all. And that's why we pray these prayers. God help us. Amen. And so she continues and uh, she reports Joseph to her husband. Verse 19. It came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner, Verse 20, Joseph's master took him, put him into the prison. Maybe we can hear 19 and 20 also in Kannada. Ninna sevakanu hige nanage maadidanemba dagi tanna hendati helidannu keli avana kopavu uriitu. Aga Yosefana yajamananu avananu hidukondu rajana kaidigalu bandisal paduva seremaneyalli haakidanu. Yosefanu aa seremaneyalli iddanu. Praise God. So here he is going further into... The depths of, in quote, trial, problems, all kinds of stuff is mounting up against him. Amen. Alright, let's look at a scripture before we come back to the story and uh, observe. In Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. You can see the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, still in the jail, comforting him, giving him promotion, giving him favor, being with him. He hasn't changed. He's still the same. The Father of mercies is still working. The Father of favor and goodness and comfort is still there. Hallelujah. Don't worry, I'm here. I'll comfort you. I will exalt you. I will honor you. He has not changed. God is still God. Amen. Verse 4, who comforted us in all our tribulation. All the problems, no matter what. If you listen up, you can hear him. You can feel him. Praise God. That we may be able, for what? To comfort them which are in any trouble. By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. So this same thing happens uh, Joseph experienced God's comfort and favor and promotion. All of that is God showing his mercy and favor, his comfort. Now we draw comfort from that. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are comforted. Similar thing happens. Why are we going through these problems? Why are we going through these challenges? Well, it is an interesting thing. God uses our experience in those problems to bless and comfort others in their tribulation, in their problems, we can tell them, I've been there. I know what is happening. I'm sure you're going through a tough time. But God delivered me. God brought me out. God turned it all around. So guess what? It's going to happen to you too. Amen. Amen. And uh, this is how it works. Very interesting. Verse 5, Paul still speaking, For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, Paul went through the works, you can see that, so our consolation also abounded by Christ. Praise God. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation or comfort and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings, which we also suffer. Whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. Wow. It's all wrapped up in there. It is going to flow and be a blessing to others when you can stand 
and receive the comfort in that suffering and you are able to uh, be a blessing to others. And of course it was tough. Verse 7, And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so shall you be also of the comfort or consolation. Amen? For, verse 8, We would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. He said, we were so troubled, we even wanted to die. We were tired of living. Praise God. Hallelujah. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves. That, notice, we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead. Hallelujah. Who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Praise God. Notice he said, but God delivered us. God is faithful. Hallelujah. (laughs) The idea here is underlined in verse 9, that we should not trust in ourselves. Not in our strength, not in arm of flesh, not in any other confidence. Praise God, but in God. In God. Hallelujah. Only. God wants us to learn that, that we trust only in Him. He is our defense, not to set our eyes on finances or any other strength. Not a promise of anybody else. Not the strength of the arm, but in God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We'll have to (coughs) pick and choose a, a verse or two out of that. Maybe, I think we've not read anything. Yep. 2 Corinthians 1. Notice verse 3 to 4, first of all, in Canada. Namma Kattanada Yesu Kristana Tandeya Giruva Devaru Kanikaravulla Tandeyu Sakala Vidavagi Santaisuvatanu Agiruva Devarigis Totra. Namage Sambavisuva Ella Sankatagadali Namage Sambavisuva Ella Sankatagadali Atanu Namanu Santaisutane. Hige Devarinda Namagaguva Adaranea Mulaka Navu Nana Vidavada Sankatagadali Ruvavaranu Santaisuva Dake Shaktaraguttewe. So sometimes when we are going through tough times, we can go read the whole lineup of Paul's sufferings there and just say, Phew, thank God, thank God we're not at that level. Amen. Or go read uh, some of Joseph's sufferings there and say, Phew, well, this is tough, but look at what the Lord has done. Amen. And so we will continue verse 8 also in Canada. So this man has gotten to a place where it is beyond his strength. He doesn't have ability. He said, it was more than I could stand. And I was tired of living. He despaired even of life. Hallelujah. This great man also had a place where he said, this is beyond me. Amen. I'm tired of all this. But, verse 9 starts, we had the sentence of God, I mean of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raises the dead. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 9 also in Canada. 
ಆದರೆ ಮರಣವಾಗು ಅತ್ತದೆಂಬ ನಿರ್ಣಯವು ನಮ್ಮೊಳಗೆ ಉಂಟಾಯಿತು ನಾವು ನಮ್ಮ ಮೇಲೆ ಭರವಸವಿಟ್ಟುಕೊಳ್ಳದೆ ಸತ್ತವರನ್ನು ಎಬ್ಬಿಸುವ ದೇವರ ಮೇಲೆಯೇ ಭರವಸವಿಡುವವರಾಗಬೇಕೆಂದು ಹೀಗಾಯಿತು and bring them only to God not ourselves not our strength not our finances not the promise of man but what God has said hallelujah amen that's what it's all supposed to point towards amen hallelujah so um no matter what it looks like this is the function uh in the natural realm in our soul we need to experience these things and they give us what is known as experience Hallelujah. Amen and we can also say I've been there. I've gone through that. I've experienced it. But God came. God showed up. God comforted us. God brought us out of it. We could not trust in our strength. We could not trust in our ability and it was proven. Hallelujah. It has to be proven that you cannot trust in yourself. To you, to your soul, it must be proven. God already knows. but for each one we must know it for ourselves that man shit i had to trust in god i could not trust in anything else i could not trust in anyone else hallelujah so all of these thoughts are in there praise god hallelujah let's go on <clears throat> back to the story genesis we're back there in 39 so here uh, he has been again thrown into jail verse 21 but the lord was with joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison that's the comfort of god the mercy of god the consolation the favor of god showing up there father of mercies right there again and the keeper of the prison committed to joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison and whatever or whatsoever they did there he was the doer of it the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the lord was with him that which he did the lord made it to prosper so right there in the midst of all that mess you can see the favor the mercy the goodness of god showing up praise the lord so if you were to meet joseph he'll say I was there. I was right there. It was tough. It was mean. I didn't do anything wrong. All I did was believe those promises. And immediately all this stuff started happening. What is this? But, you know, God showed up for me again and again, even in those situations. Praise God. And that is the story we have with us right now in this book. Amen. And this is written for us, for our example that we through the scriptures the comfort the uh scripture and promises we might have hope hallelujah that is the word of god amen let's uh, consider these things also in the book of uh romans you can see that this is the god of hope talking to us hallelujah over in the 15th chapter of romans we will see there thank you jesus verse 4 for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures 
might have hope. Glory to God. Our expectation, our hope, all of that is coming through what the scripture is communicating with us. The scripture has a pipeline to communicate with us. Hallelujah. Notice, comfort comes. Patience comes. Patience is required uh, to endure these various timings of the tests and trials. We need to be able to endure it through time, the seasons. Verse 5, Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice here that God doesn't want it to just be uh, just you, your experience, but it wants, he wants it to be a, a corporate experience, that everybody is agreeing on, on this thing, that we are all on the same page, that with one mind, with one mouth, we give him the glory. We don't put him down. We don't blame him. We don't look at him uh, with some weird, strange doctrine, but we give him the, the honor, the glory that is due to him. Amen. That he was not the author of the problem. We were uh, cast into that problem, into that temptation, into that trial. But God was there. And he, because of our knowledge and our love, was able to turn the thing around and still bring forth a good report. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so when we are reading scriptures, reading these examples, uh, comfort is being ministered to us. Glory to God. Endurance is being ministered to us. We are able to proceed in the direction in which God wants us to go. For his plans are good, not evil. To give us a future, to give us a hope, an expectation, a good ending. Praise God. He is a good God. And so, even though it looked like strange, God sent this man. Really? <laughs> what a way to send people. But you see, in his great wisdom, through that experience, he's able to knit things together and bring forth a story which is true. This is not just a joke. Amen. This actually happened. <laughs> and so we have the story of uh, the slaves coming out of that nation. Otherwise, all we would have heard was that the Jewish people used to be real, but one day they disappeared. They disappeared in Egypt. That was the end of their story. But guess what? The God who promised them a land, who promised them an inheritance, who made a covenant with them, brought them out by one man. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. It's very interesting. Going back to the uh, book of Genesis. Hallelujah. I think we need to read uh, verse 22 and 23 also in Canada. Adadarinda Sereya Yajamananu Seremani Ali Bandisida Kaidigada Nella Yosefanigi Opisidanu Avaru Ali Mada Beka Dabugada Nella Avane Madisu Vavanadanu Kattanu Avana Sangada Idadarindalu Avanu Maduvadanu Kattanu Abibruddi Madidarindalu Sereya Yajamananu Avana Kaige Opisida Yavadaku Chinte Madade Idanu Let's also hear from the book of uh, I think we did 2 Corinthians. Yes. Let's do Romans 15 also, verse 4 and 5 in Canada. 
ನಾವು ತಾಳ್ಮೆಯ ಮತ್ತು ಬರಹಗಳ ಆಧರಣೆಯ ಮೂಲಕ ನಿರೀಕ್ಷೆ ಹೊಂದುವಂತೆ ಪೂರ್ವಕಾಲದಲ್ಲಿ ಬರೆಯಲ್ಪಟ್ಟವುಗಳೆಲ್ಲ ನಮಗೆ ಉಪದೇಶಿಸುವುದಕ್ಕಾಗಿಯೇ ಬರೆಯಲ್ಪಟ್ಟವು ನೀವು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತ ಯೇಸುವನ್ನು ಅನುಸರಿಸಿ ಒಂದೇ ಮನಸ್ಸುಳ್ಳವರಾಗಿರುವಂತೆ ತಾಳ್ಮೆಯೂ ಆಧರಣೆಯೂ ಉಳ್ಳ ದೇವರು ನಿಮಗೆ ಅನುಗ್ರಹಿಸಲಿ back to restored favor and promotion but uh, observe chapter 40 and it came to pass verse 1 after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord the king of Egypt okay so we have these two characters from royal courts one is a butler one is a baker according to uh, what you know about butlers and bakers Butlers were people who were very close to their master, who uh, did almost everything for them. Amen. And so this butler guy is a person who was in the confidence of the king of Egypt. And then some place came where he lost confidence in the man. Maybe there was a plot. Maybe there was a poisoning. Maybe there was something like that. And so he did not know which of them to trust so he put both of them in praise god it's on that level verse 2 and pharaoh was wrought against two of his officers against the chief of the butlers against the chief of his bakers and he put them in ward verse 3 says praise god in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison the place where joseph was bound so he comes again into joseph's story the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them and he served them and they continued a season in war notice from promotion now suddenly plonk it has turned again to where he is serving them amen just when you thought everything was great you're called to the next level of serving again serve these guys who are prisoners Oof, the fire is still burning. The challenges are still there. Amen. These guys are prisoners just like you. Why do you have to serve them? Amen. So uh, it is clear here that uh, there is still more that Joseph had to learn. He had to be brought even lower. Amen. Even in prison where you're promoted, everything is good then. Again, I don't have to serve anybody. You, you probably reached that place. I don't need to serve anybody. He said, you're going to have to serve again. Drop some more. Amen. Interesting. So he ends up serving them. Glory to God. Hmm. And they continued a season in ward. Notice, time again. Some more. So you don't have any grip on time. And uh, till the Lord says, okay, it's over. Praise God. You just have to uh, do it one day at a time. Don't think about when am I coming out of all this. Praise God. Th- that can become a pestilence on its own and uh, drive you to do desperate things. And you may want to help God instead of God helping you. <laughs> He's the helper. Amen. All of these factors are there. When will this thing? And all of us are going through these things. Amen. Every single one of us. Hallelujah. Verse 5. And they dreamed a dream, both of them. 
talk about dreams. The guy himself is the dreamer. And now there are dreams again. Hallelujah. And he's like, uh, wow, I had enough on the dream sector. And maybe voices are telling him, you and your dreams, are you sure you want to get involved with dreams? Are you any good at dreams? Look what happened to you. So your confidence in the vision of God becomes shaky. You don't know whether you're going to be able to help anybody again. Nothing seems to be working. Yeah, there is some good times, but I don't know if I can do this. You lose uh, confidence in the vision and the ability of God, even His gifts and graces. You begin to wonder if it is for you. Amen. Verse 6, Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them and behold, they were sad. That shows you uh, the effect that this message and the presence of God and the reality of God had upon this young man. He was able to look away from his situation still while serving them. And consider them and say, why do you look so sad? To be able to perceive others while you are going through the fire and the trials of life is a whole new ball game. Amen? To not just focus on yourself, but begin to consider how are they? Are they joyful? Are they expecting? Are they in faith? What is wrong here? Why are you so sad? Why do you look sad? Verse 7, and he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? So he's looking at them every day. Amen. And he's not thinking about his problems. This guy's not born again. This guy doesn't have the Holy Spirit living inside. He is not going to church hearing motivational messages. Amen. And his face is looking to others to see how can I help this guy. I mean, how can I serve this guy? How come you're so sad today? Praise God. And they said unto him, we have dreamed a dream. There's no interpreter of it. (laughs) This is where the challenge comes. Me again with dreams. I don't know about that. But thank God he's in the frame of mind. He says, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me them, I pray you. And the chief butler told his dreams to Joseph and said to him, In my dream. Notice here that the both of them tell their dreams and he accurately gives them the interpretation. He still ministers in his problem to others. He gives the accurate interpretation. Even though he's going through all kinds of problems, we just have to stay faithful and do what we have to do. Amen. Continue ministering to people. Continue speaking the word. Continue making disciples. Continue reaching out. Continue looking at other faces to see how you can bless them. Don't give up now. Don't quit. This boy did all of these things. He looks like almost 100% perfect here. And that kind of guy should just walk away free, right? I mean, hasn't he suffered enough? So he said, in three days, 
you know, God is going to lift you up. You're going to be back with Pharaoh giving him the cup. So in other words, you're going to be brought back to a place of great importance. You are the butler again. And because the other guy heard this good report, he decided that he would throw in his own also. Maybe it'll be good. Praise God. And he said, well, your case is different. In three days, you're going to be hung. You're going to die. Hallelujah. Very sad. But it all came to pass. And it was just three days. Three days. Since Joseph knew that in three days, this guy's going out, he said, let's do this. Let me make a request to this guy because in three days, he can get me out of here. Amen. Notice verse uh, 13. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore unto thee thy place. And thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner when thou wast his butler. Verse 14. But think on me when it shall be well with thee. In three days everything can change. So he's like, why not just, you know, hey, three days. I don't have to wait here just indefinitely, just one thing after the other. Just three days. When it shall be well with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. He slowly began to say, me, I. The focus has come to him finally. He's like, ah, look what I have suffered. Look at me. All this time you don't hear anything about it. But there it begins to come out. Me, I. I suffered. Look at this. It's not my fault. Look at what I'm doing here. Please remember me. Bring me out of this place. Praise God. So we all have this tendency to be caught up here and there with the I, me, myself, and all of that. And just like that, this boy who seemed to be perfect, it came bubbling out of him. And he finally came to a place where he said, you know what? I need your help. I need the trust and help of man. But the point is, we all are called to trust just in Him. Our hope, our expectation in Him only. That's a tough one. In Him only. Wow, that's hard. Thank you, Jesus. God is helping us. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Notice verse 23 Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forget him. Three days became two years. The next chapter begins with verse 1. It came to pass at the end of two full years, that's 41, that Pharaoh now dreamed a dream. So three days became two years. Hallelujah. And so uh, Joseph had to see that. Oh, you think man can help you? They forget about you. They forget like that. They forget. They forget him. Two years later, 
because of the ministry, the plan of God to use Joseph in interpreting the dream, the boy is remembered again. Hallelujah. And then the Bible declares, you know, that he came out. But notice here that the messages, the thoughts are still the same. Amen. God's word is the same. Hallelujah. And there's a lot that he teaches us in those things. And it can still all work out together for good. But it has to be proven to our souls that I trusted in man. I was fed up. I had enough. And God said, you know what? You need to learn this. Let's have another two years. Three days turned into three weeks, three months, five months, one year, one and a half years. Nothing. He's still there. After two years, he's called for. And the Bible declares that he shaved and stood in front of Pharaoh. Praise the Lord. Let's see if we can read some things from this in Canada also. Glory to God. Let's read. Um, I think we read verse 1 and 2. Not yet. Let's read from verse 1 and all the way to verse Four in Canada. ಇವುಗಳಾದಮೇಲೆಐಗುಪ್ತದಾರಸನಪಾನದಾಯಕನೂರುಟ್ಟಿಗಾರನೂಐಗುಅಪ್ತದಾರಸನಾದತಮ್
ಆದಾಗ್ಯೂ ಪಾನದಾಯಕಾರ ಮುಖ್ಯಸ್ಥನು ಯೋಸೇಫನನ್ನು ಜ್ಞಾಪಕ ಮಾಡಿಕೊಳ್ಳದೆ ಅವನನ್ನು ಮರೆತು ಬಿಟ್ಟನು This is prophecy, this is God. Cursed be the man that trusted in man and maketh flesh his arm, whose heart departed from the Lord. He shall be like a heath in the desert, shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land not inhabited. Blessed, verse 7 says, is the man that trusted in the Lord, whose hope the lord is verse 8 he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river shall not see when heat cometh but her leaf shall be green shall not be careful in the day in the year of drought neither shall cease from yielding fruit wonderful stuff praise god we see the blessing for those who trust in the lord they are like a tree planted by the waters not bothered about conditions out there bringing forth fruit enduring everything enjoying the blessing and goodness of god amen let's hear that as we close also kanada jeremiah 17 5-8 ಅವನು ಅಡವಿಯಲ್ಲಿರುವ ಕುರುಚಲ ಗಿಡದ ಹಾಗಿರುವನು ಒಳ್ಳೆಯದು ಬರುವಾಗ ನೋಡದೇ ಇರುವನು ನಿವಾಸಿಗಳಿಲ್ಲದ ಚೌಳು ನೆಲವಾಗಿರುವ ಅರಣ್ಯದ ನೀರಿಲ್ಲದ ಸ್ಥಳಗಳಲ್ಲಿ ವಾಸವಾಗಿರುವನು ಯಾವನು ಕರ್ತನಲ್ಲಿ ಭರವಸವಿಟ್ಟಿರುವನೋ ಯಾವನಿಗೆ ಕರ್ತನು ನಿರೀಕ್ಷೆಯಾಗಿದ್ದಾನೋ ಆ ಮನುಷ್ಯನು ಧನ್ಯನು ಅವನು ನೀರಿನ ಬಳಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ನೆಡಲ್ಪಟ್ಟು ಹೊಳೆಯ ಬಳಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ತನ್ನ ಬೇರುಗಳನ್ನು ಹರಡಿರುವ ಮರದ ಹಾಗಿರುವನು ತಗೆಯು ಬರುವಾಗ ಅದು ಬಾಡಿಗೋಗದೆ ಅದರ ಎಲೆ ಹಸುರಾಗಿರುವುದು ಕ್ಷಾಮದ ವರುಷದಲ್ಲಿ ಅದಕ್ಕೆ ಚಿಂತೆ ಇರುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ಇಲ್ಲವೇ ಫಲಫಲಿಸುವುದನ್ನು ನಿಲ್ಲಿಸುವುದಿಲ್ಲ and not be moved amen let's worship him who's worthy sembrate kelavete eprukus mens to flante braya thank you lord for helping us to trust in you with all of our heart lean not on our own understanding not in our fleshly strength or in any other so called security but in you only o lord we worship you we worship you for the times for the seasons in which we live hallelujah blessed lord Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Help us to receive these things and enjoy the benefit of the God who is the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort who will never leave us, who will never forsake us. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe God is ministering to us right now over this season. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. If you'd like to give, it's a great opportunity. Let's do it in Jesus' name. God is not mocked whatsoever a man sows that shall he also reap hallelujah thank you so much team you are blessed hallelujah